1: World leaders are ignoring climate science. Bing, bing, bong, bong. And nature is recreating doomsday movie plots. What will happen next, it's up to you. Listen to the Outrage and Optimism podcast.
2: Hi, friends. I'm Alison Russell. I'm a Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, poet, and activist. All month, I'll be your guest host for Womanica as we explore the contributions of Black women in music. I never was a child. I never was coddled or liked or understood by my family. I never felt I belonged. I was always an outsider. Today's musician opened her autobiography with these stark, honest words. She was born into an unforgiving world full of hardship. And she would go on to become a singer and actress who made a career moving from vaudeville and honky-tonk to jazz, pop, and Broadway. Let's talk about Ethel Waters. (laughs) Ethel was born on Halloween In 1896, to terrible circumstances. Her mother had been raped and was just 12 years old when Ethel was born. She was raised by her grandmother and various other relatives in the Philadelphia area. She described her childhood like a series of one-night stands. Ethel also grew up with music. Her family was full of singers, and she listened closely to the stories the songs told. When she was five years old, she performed in public for the first time at a church in Philadelphia. She recited a short piece and then sang a little song. The audience loved her and called her back for encores. Later she wrote, I was a sensational success in my very first appearance on stage, screen, or radio. While she bounced around a lot, Ethel did have a permanent address for more than a few weeks in the heart of the Red Light District in Philadelphia. She lived there from around age 6 to age 7, and toughened up. She would sing songs to alert sex workers of nearby police, and she learned how to steal from thieves' children while her mom did weekly laundry for the sex workers. She wrote, My vile tongue was my shield. My toughness, my armor. With my gutter vocabulary and my aggressiveness, I outshocked the odd ones. After contracting diphtheria, Ethel's family moved away from the red light district and into a semi rural area with one of her aunts. When she was nine, she found the Catholic Church. For a brief but influential time, Ethel attended a Catholic school. She was amazed by the story of Jesus and felt cared for by the nuns. It was a stark contrast to her home life. She would return to religion years later. Ethel's family had an organ in the house and they would ask her to play her favorite hymns. One of those songs was His Eye is on the Sparrow, which she would later sing on Broadway. As a teenager, while Ethel was working as a chambermaid at a small Philadelphia hotel and stealing food to survive, she made her first onstage appearance at a local saloon. After that, she was invited to perform vaudeville in Baltimore for 9 dollars a week, after making only 4 dollars and 75 cents a week as a chambermaid. Ethel leapt at the opportunity, and her career took off. By now she was 17 and calling herself Sweet Mama Stringbean, she became known for singing the classic song, St. Louis
0: Blues. I'm blue is
2: I'm Though Ethel's popularity on stage heralded a promising career, the war affected her performing work. Business was dropping at nightclubs, and so she was laid off. But things turned around when Ethel got an offer from a producer in Harlem. He offered her a week's work, and she went, but not without making sure she had a job to come back to, and she had to go back home. That one-week engagement turned into two. And then, in the early 1920s, she found steady work singing at nightclubs, where she really started making a name for herself. Her emotionally raw performances of stormy weather at another club made her a local celebrity. Then she transitioned to Broadway, where she appeared in all-Black musicals like Africana and Rhapsody in Black. One evening, the composer Irving Berlin caught Ethel's stormy weather performance, and blown away by her skill, cast her as the only major Black actor in his Broadway musical, As Thousands Cheer. When it debuted in 1933, Ethel became the first African American to perform in an integrated Broadway cast. Critics praised Ethel's acting ability and distinctive voice. One review called Ethel a gleaming tower of dusky regality who knows how to make a song stand on tiptoe. In 1939, Ethel even got her own television variety special, The Ethel Waters Show. She was once again a pioneer, becoming the first African-American to star in her own TV show. Ethel's eclectic career paved the way for Black artists and performers, demonstrated by her long list of firsts. She was one of the first Black women to sing on the radio, one of the first Black women to star in a Broadway drama, and in 1950, she became the first Black woman to have her own network sitcom, Beulah. She also received an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress for her work in the 1949 drama Pinky and an Emmy nomination for her TV series. Alongside her commercial success, Ethel has also been criticized for her roles that promoted racist stereotypes. For instance, her character Beulah played into the offensive Mammy caricature. Regularly taking these roles caused tension with other Black artists who hoped to elevate the media's depiction of Black characters. Nonetheless, from the moment Ethel started performing, she broke barriers. Throughout her life, there's also evidence that Ethel was sexually fluid. She had relationships with both men and women, including a profound relationship with her fellow performer, Ethel Williams. Ethel belonged to a vibrant queer community of blues singers in the 1920s, including folks like Gladys Bentley, Bessie Smith, and Ma Rainey. Near the end of her life, Ethel leaned into religion and often appeared with evangelist Billy Graham. She even sang at worship service at the White House in 1971. Ethel died on September 1st, 1977. She was 80 years old. All month long, we're highlighting Black musicians. Monica is a Wonder Media Network production. Special thanks to co-creators Jenny and Liz Kaplan, who invited me to guest host this month. Talk to you tomorrow. There's a lot going on in the world right now, and more of it than ever seems to be about business.
0: How do workers benefit from the Great Resignation? Will TikTok change the music industry forever? I'm Nora Ali. And I'm Scott Rigowski,
2: And we host Business Casual, a podcast from Morning Brew that dives into the unexpected business story behind everything.
0: We're bringing you conversations with creators, thinkers, and innovators who can tell you what it all means and why you should care. Listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you.
1: In a world where fossil fuel companies are terrified of school children, where world leaders are ignoring climate science. Bing, bing, bong, bong. And nature is recreating doomsday movie plots. What will happen next? It's up to you. Listen to the Outrage and Optimism podcast.
2: Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke.